Are you ready for Thursday here on this January 18th? I'm Adam Wright at 7 a.m. and you are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. We are so happy to be with you today. Let's begin with our morning offering in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we are talking about a lot of things today. We've got a, It's kind of a catechetical Thursday. You know, that, that's what I will say. It is a catechetical Thursday here on Roadmap to Heaven. We are going to start with a very brief reflection from Father Goring on why his soul is at peace. We have a great two-parter for you from Father Kirby down in South Carolina on the Apostolic Witness. And uh, he's going to continue. Now that we're back in ordinary time, he's picking up with his parishioners his walk through the Mass. And today is, uh, you know, it, it's about the Roman canon and it's... It's wonderful. So I can't wait to share that with you. And then finally, uh, at the end of the show for our radio listeners, we've got Father Skillman talking about the Redeemer of Man, Redemptoris Ominum, the the first encyclical of St. John Paul II. And uh, we are, we're getting close to the end. Not too terribly close, but Father and I, as we've been producing these segments, we actually just finished up the other day. And uh, it's good. It's good. The end is, it just keeps getting better every week. So that's ahead on the show today. But before we get to any of that, one thing I know for certain, uh, we are in for some weather this week. And uh, if I remember correctly from yesterday, it's going to start getting colder today. So let's go to Mike Roberts for our weather to find out what's happening and our saint of the day for some inspiration. Today is the feast day of St. Parissa, who was a martyr. Born in Rome during the first century, Parissa was from a noble family. In her early teens, she was drawn to Christianity, and she converted. But not long after, she was arrested for being a Christian and taken before the emperor, Claudius. Claudius demanded Parissa make a sacrifice to the Roman god Apollo, but she refused. And as a result, she was beaten and sent to prison. She was flogged, beaten some more, and then had boiling fat, poured on her, but still she refused to deny Jesus. Parissa was then taken to an amphitheater and thrown to a lion, but the lion not only refused to attack, but he laid down next to her. Still, she was returned for more torture to prison, on the rack with hooks, but after all of that, she still refused to recant. Finally, at the age of 13, Parissa was beheaded. She was buried by her fellow Christians at a church which is still in existence and named after her. St. Parissa, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Daily Offering God the Father, I thank Thee for creating me. God the Son, I thank Thee for redeeming me. God the Holy Spirit, I thank Thee for sanctifying me. Infuse into my thoughts, words, and actions thy grace, so that they may be supernaturally pleasing to thee and supernaturally rewarding to me forever. O blessed Trinity, 
abundantly assist me in becoming that which thou intended me to become when thou created me. For in thy perfection I will give thee the glory thou desirest of me, and in that perfection I will find my greatest joy in heaven. Amen. Here we are on another Thursday with Father David Skillman talking about the Redeemer of Man, a wonderful encyclical from St. John Paul II. And we've been walking through with a summary, pretty much paragraph by paragraph, of the encyclical. And this week, Father, I know we're going to pick up talking about uh, redeemed man, which is precisely the the entire focus of this, that we have a Redeemer of Man. And if you have a Redeemer, he, he's going to need to redeem something or someone, and so we are what's redeemed, uh, man is redeemed, and what does that mean for us in the situation of the modern world? Right, so this is a, a, a turning point in the encyclical because it's the beginning of part three out of four parts. So just to quickly recall the basic structure, John Paul began with this being his first encyclical as Pope, um, reflecting on what he's inherited from his immediate predecessors, especially Pope John the Twenty Third and Pope Paul the Sixth, And then in the second part, he calls us to focus our mind and our heart in on the person of Christ himself. This is where he wants to begin his pontificate. And now, in light of what has been said about Christ as the center of the universe and of history, that first phrase of his encyclical, now he wants to invite us to consider this present historical moment. It's only in light of the reality, the truth of Christ, that we can interpret the modern world. There's a temptation to kind of do the reverse, right? To understand who Christ is kind of through modern lenses. Instead, he's saying, let's look at the modern world through the lens of Christ. Let's confront, if you will, our modern reality with the fullness of truth in Christ. And so he's going to begin this section by by stating very clearly what the church's purpose is, which is a kind of summary of everywhere we've been so far. He says, the church wishes to serve this single end that each person may be able to find Christ in order that Christ may walk with each person the path of life with the power of the truth about man and the world that is contained in the mystery of the incarnation and redemption and with the power of the love that is radiated by that truth. So beautiful, I think, that this is the mission of the church, not just kind of a proclamation to some broad mass of humanity, but that each person may be able to find Christ, and in particular to find in Christ truth and love, the truth and love of Christ. And so this is why John Paul wants us to understand humanity's situation in the modern world so that we can fulfill this mission to help each person find Christ and to find truth and love in him. And the other key point made in this section is that we're not looking for abstract theories about man's situation in the in the modern world. John Paul, in his his personalism is always very concrete, this focus on this particular person. So he says this, we are not dealing with abstract man, but with the real concrete historical man. We are dealing with each man, for each one is included in the mystery of the redemption, and with each one Christ has united himself forever through this mystery. So, you know, it's been said by people who met John Paul, um, that when they were with him, he was like laser focused on them as if they were the only person in the world, you know, or others um, say that when he spoke to a crowd, he, he wasn't seeing this vague mass of people, but he was seeing a group of unique individuals, uh, you know, and he was speaking to each one in this very personal way. Uh, so it's this, this call to see 
each man, not just humanity in general, made in the image and likeness of God, willed by God, someone who God desires to encounter and walk with through their life. And so this is how he sets up what's yet to come in this section um, as we look at the realities in which we live in the modern world. Let's not lose sight of the fact that we're talking about individual persons, individual, ultimately, eternities, right? That this person has an eternal destiny, and we want to bring that person to meet Christ and to receive the gift of redemption. I remember I was blessed twice to hear St. John Paul II speak in person, uh, once at World Youth Day in Rome, but that was in Italian, so I was listening to a translator or reading subtitles the entire time. But uh, before that, here in St. Louis at the Papal Youth Rally in 1999, and what you say about him speaking directly to us. I, I, that's exactly what I felt. And everyone I know that was there that day felt like St. John Paul II was speaking, not just in broad strokes, but specifically to each and every one of us. Oh, he just said that to, to me, mm-hmm. to me. And I love what he says here, that each person may be able to find Christ uh, and both truth and love are highlighted specifically that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it so often we focus on spreading the love of Christ, which is a good thing. And I think of the, the great charitable works the church has done through health care, through feeding the poor and clothing the naked and all of these great corporal works of mercy that the church has attended to. Uh, and I think of the great priests, religious and laity that have spread the truth. Uh, but sometimes I kind of fall into that false dichotomy that it's one or the other, that we're either here to spread the truth or we're here to love. And really it, it's because we love that we spread the truth and the truth also calls us to love. And it's a very reciprocal relationship between both of those in this mission of the church. And going back to that great why, that each person may be able to find Christ. Right, I love yeah. it. Well, thank you for sharing this with us today, Father. I look forward to our next time as we continue to talk about redeemed man and his situation in the modern world. Great. See you then. A Prayer to Redeem Lost Time by St. Teresa of Avila. O my God, source of all mercy, I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen. Let's pause on this Thursday for our Daily Dose of Encouragement, where this week we are talking about life-changing penances, and here to share another penance with us is Patty Schneier. Well, this penance, I will say, has probably been one of the most life-changing penances for me. I received this penance years ago, and the penance was to look up the litany of humility. Now, at the time, I had never heard of it before, never heard of it, but it was a priest who gave this as a penance to me. I had to look it up, and I remember being blown away the first time I read it that litany of humility. Now, of course, I read it all the time. I find it actually to be a great preparation for confession. I can go down that list and realize all the times that I have failed in those areas. So what I've realized over and over again in my life is that often the penance that I'm given in confession is not a one-time thing. 
It's given to me as a gift to be incorporated into my prayer, into my daily life, into my relationship with God. These penances can be tools to help us grow in holiness, not just for one day, not just for one week, one month, but for our entire lives. So today, I just want to encourage you to pay attention to your penances, especially if it's something new or different, if it's a prayer or if it's something you're to look up in scripture, let that become a life verse for you, or at least that year, ponder it for more than just your time of penance for that confession, receive it as a personal gift from God to you and truly let it transform your life. And today, like I said, this litany of humility, it was a penance. Let's all of us look that up. Let's read it today. And if you need to go to confession, let that help you prepare for your next confession. I'm already thinking about how I can incorporate that into either my preparation, my waiting in line, my prayers after confession, but a great encouragement for us today, Patty, here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. You know that we love to share different events happening with you, and uh, one of the ones I'd love to share with you are Sarah Club of St. Louis is having a fun raiser. Not a fundraiser, a fundraiser. We just want to have some good times together, and we're having a trivia night on February 2nd, and I'd love to see you there. For more information on that, you can go to sarahstl.org. That's S-E-R-R-A. STL.org. It's going to be a wonderful evening uh, sharing the work we do to promote vocations to the priesthood and the religious life and to support them. Um, it'll be a fun night. So, And you don't have to have a full team. If you just want to come, you can go to sarahstl.org and register, and we can put you at a table there. I'd love to see you there. Have you signed up for our daily rosary reflections from Covenant Network. Well, if you want more information on that, send us an email here at Covenant Network. We would love to get you signed up for those as well. I got mine in my inbox this morning, and it was just a great little reminder for me. And I absolutely love it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, tomorrow on the show, we will be talking more and more about pro-life prayer and especially our need to pray and to take on fasting as we go through our life. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. Pray your rosary today.